Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get into some Thursday night football action. How about it, huh? Week 15 is here, and it starts later tonight. We've got Niners at the Seahawks. Yeah. San Fran is a three-point favorite. Only three in many books. Yep, dropped. Oh, okay. uh, it's a three and a half in some dropped spots, the hook, huh? but uh, but three point favorite in many books. Drop the hook. And now uh, yeah. speaking of three, we could be looking at uh, the third and now maybe fourth quarterback who could be starting for the San Francisco 49ers this year because Brock Purdy's dealing with an oblique issue, and so there's a uh, the potential that what Josh Johnson might actually get. Yeah, the he'll start. go in and tear it up. I mean, I mean, it's it's Kyle Shanahan's system. When's I mean, I, I, I was trying to think back. I'm having a hard time thinking of a quarterback who didn't excel in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So Matt Schaub was a pro bowler in Houston in his offense. We talked about this with LeVar. I mean, you mentioned we're like RG3 was an offensive rookie of the year in that system. Mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer had his best year in Cleveland. Cleveland was, I think, leading the AFC North that year. Throw Kirk one Cousins point. up in there. Kirk Cousins balled out in it. Yeah. You know, you now look at what he's done with Jimmy G. Obviously, he didn't, you know, he didn't start and play a lot of time in New England, but he's been to now, what, a Super Bowl with Jimmy G and deep in the playoffs? I mean, I just – Nick Mullins got traded for based off the small sample size of games. He started C.J. Beathard's, you know, did well in it. By the way, you remember when Nick Mullins – like, that was a real conversation that Nick Mullins was – It was like, very Cooper Rush-esque. Is what it was. Yeah, like I remember there was a preseason game against Denver, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw an early pick, and Mullins came in, and and I just I remember hearing people say, "Man, Nick Mullins is the guy." I mean, Nick Mullins is the guy. I mean, I know you pay Jimmy money, but Nick Mullins is the guy. So that's just all Kyle Shanahan. That just like he just. I has mean, his pretty way. much, man. I I I think he is so much more brilliant than anyone gives him credit. And it started like when he was young, you know, following his dad and and just drawing up scout team cards. And and he knows like what personnel and what formations or shifts or motions get you into the defensive front he wants to run against or the coverage he wants to throw against. Like he's that good. I think the only thing that he ever has to figure out in his offense is how are you going to play George Kittle if I put him here? How are you going to play Christian McCaffrey if I put him out here? What are you going to do if I have both Christian McCaffrey and when Debo Samuel was playing? 
when I have them both in the backfield? How are you going to play that? Like, that's the only thing I think early in games he's trying to figure out. Once he figures that out, he just goes on from there. And everything else is setting you up for whatever it is later on in the game. Like last week, it was, you know, they throw the hook, they throw the hook, and then <laughs> throw the hook up, Berto. And then the two-minute drive, they run a double move. And IU kind of stutters in front of Jamel Dean, releases downfield. Purdy just, you know, a little pump fake, throw it up, touchdown. And, like, that, that's, that's what he's, he's doing to help Purdy as a rookie succeed. And it's not overly complicated. So, I, I, again, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans because watching tape on that guy is so much fun. Like, it's, it's, it's like watching your favorite movie to me if, you're, if you dig football. So. By the way, has Matt Ryan been the same quarterback since Kyle Shanahan left Atlanta? Like, is he had, I mean, he did win the MVP that year, Jonas. Yeah. So I, unless he followed that up with an MVP somewhere but, that I missed. But, so, I'm, no. but I'm saying, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like, my God. What like, are you saying? What are you saying, Jonas? Since that season, do you look at Matt Ryan as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL after Kyle Shanahan left? No. no. So, like, I, I just, there is something to wherever he goes, whoever he, t- go ahead, just say it. What do you want to say? Bust my balls. Just get it out of the way, Brady. Go ahead, Man, please. Someone's sensitive this morning. Um, just go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, but everyone's still blaming him if they're throwing on fourth and one or whatever it was, so. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's his fault. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, like, everyone's still blaming Kyle Shanahan and that offense. Uh, apparently being up 28-3, to like a defense can't get, take any blame in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that way about Garoppolo. That's the Niners. <laughs> Everybody wants to blame Garoppolo for that loss. It was their defense. What, in the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was their yeah. defense. Yeah. I mean, I'm a defensive guy. So what? He gave them the two-possession two possession lead. Like, if you, if you think back to how well their defense was playing all year long, what would people attribute the success of that season to? The way their defense played. Their defense were, was lights out. So you think that you go into a second half of a game, you're in the fourth quarter and it was still a two-possession game. You're in the fourth quarter with a two-possession game. And what was it, third and 18 to Tyreek Hill? And everybody everybody gets upset because, okay, they come back, they take the lead, and Garoppolo misses a throw. Like, okay, he overthrew him. And, like, that's one throw. Well, what about the two possessions? How many plays did it take for them to, to overtake the lead? of a two-possession game in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I'll tell you right now, if I was on that defense, I still had my head hung low, hung real low, because you, you let a great, great opportunity get away. Anyway, here, here's what I'd say about tonight. This is, we're talking about the 49ers. I think this is an interesting matchup because as poorly as, as uh, the CIC Hawks have been playing lately, they're still a above 500 team, and they still have the capabilities of of beating a San Francisco team. So it, I think this is a very, very intriguing game. I think it's a really dope game to have on a Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Make sure you get it on Prime. Um, check the game out on Prime. Nice work. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's one of those games where I'd say you will most likely be more entertained than let down by this game. I think they're going to play each other hard. This 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 Forty ers team is really really on a a like a very very nice rise like they're 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 on some Cincinnati Bengals type type rise and and how they're playing like their their play has has gone up tremendously like they look really good since they gotten healthy now they gotten a little banged up again but I think ever since they've added McCaffrey and adding that wrinkle to their offense I think that this team has just been pretty. 
pretty pretty devastating on offense. Are you guys surprised they're favored in this spot? They're pre- like you mentioned, they're banged up. Kenneth Walker's coming back for Seattle, and I know Seattle sputtered a little bit lately, but it's a short week. You're on the road, and you could be playing your fourth quarterback of the season. I'm surprised they're, they're not favored. favored by more, to be honest. Really? I, me, the way they're playing right now, me. I'm surprised they're not favored by more. I, I really I, like the Niners right now. Yeah, so I look at Seattle. They've lost three of their last four. And I, I thought Geno hasn't been playing very well. I, I thought the pressure's starting to kind of mount. He's pressing a bit. It's a bad matchup, too, when you think about, like, Seattle doesn't have the best offensive production. They, they were better earlier in the year. I think now they've started to slip up some. And that's going to be a mismatch to me with, with both on that defensive front. Uh, even if they get Kenneth Walker back, he's still going to be a little banged up. DJ Dallas also has been practicing, or at least he did not Tuesday. Um, so we'll see if he adds any depth to the backfield. I, I just I look and I say, like, Seattle has a hard time stopping the run. San Francisco is one of the best teams running the football. If Pete Carroll's defense can put this all on Brock Purdy and force him to throw 25-plus you know, passes, I, I think you get a turnover. I think you get a pick. And I, I think maybe that keeps you in the game. Like, that's what it's going to come down to. If they can put this on Purdy's shoulder and really stress him to showcase whether or not he can be a guy, that's what would dictate this. Because that, that hasn't been the case since Purdy's taken over. You know, he, he hasn't been asked to do that yet. These teams have played some great matchups, man. Like back yeah, in the day, if that, close, front, right? if that front keeps playing the way that they're playing and they can create that, that type of running space for McCaffrey and, and allow Kyle Shanahan to get into a rhythm, um, of balance between the movement of, of Kittle and, and, you know, now I guess Ayuk and, and you know, McCaffrey, I, I think that that's, it's still going to be, it's going to be difficult for them to force Purdy to have to be the one who wins the game. I don't, I don't see Seattle being the team that forces him to have to do anything outside of what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. I, I kind of want to see Josh Johnson play, I'll be honest with you. When's the last time a coach has won a game with three different starting quarterbacks in a season? Hmm. I'm like, when's, when, like, when's the last time that happened? If, if and, that were to happen, though, then you can't keep building the narrative that, that he's the next Joe Namath. Of course you they can. Said they didn't want to say Joe Montana put that pressure on him, so they said Joe Namath. I thought that was one of the funniest things I've heard on a, a, a <laughs> color commentary, by the way. Well, because Joe Montana... I'm going to say Joe Namath, not Joe Montana. Well, Joe Montana's a, a much better quarterback than Joe I Namath. I mean, he had a better career, but still, why would you even go there? Some would argue Joe Namath shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Some would argue that. Uh, Joe Namath is from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. I hear you, I, I would not... What um, up, PA? I would not be doing where I'm from a service if I allowed you to come out of the side of your neck and say that without wow. defending you. Guy threw, side of Willie Joe. Guy threw 50 more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. He's a yeah. Hall of Famer. You leave Willie Joe's name. I'm just saying, like there, there's an argument to you be made. You will respect. These people have said that. I, I've, I've heard Willie that. Joe. I've heard that story. Uh, listen, that. I originated Don't help that him, take. You, you, you haven't heard that aim. anywhere. You, Can you, I go back to the history of this rivalry of late? Like Seattle's kind of dominated them. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I know the 49ers won earlier this season, but Seattle swept them last year. They swept them the year before that in COVID. They split the uh, the two years in 2019-2018. And then basically from 2017 to 2014, I know this predates some of the you know current coaches, et cetera. But for four years, Seattle swept them. They're going to play them hard. It, it, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's a, a pretty nice matchup. That's a that's an interdivisional 
nice matchup. Like they match up well. It's like it's like how we've been talking about the whole Kansas City Bengals thing, right? Like they just match up against each other. Or I'll say I kind of feel like the NFC West is like that as a whole. Like all yeah, those teams play each other up. really, really closely, regardless of what the records yeah. are. Yeah, like the Niners own the Rams. But I think the Rams have been pretty dominant against the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. But then the Seahawks been dominant, as I just yeah. pointed out, versus the 49ers. It's very incestual. It's just, <laughs> and then Arizona just likes Arizona to just, just, just yeah, split well, it just, up with everybody. They pop in you know? every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Hey, we're here. Hey, Arizona. Hey. Hello. Hey, like, hey. Uh, hi, Arizona. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, but we host we'll host a Super Cincinnati. Bowl. Huh. Arizona, not so much. <laughs> Did you see this story uh, from the the footballing with Ben Roethlisberger podcast, where he said that he's thought about coming out of retirement? Retirement and playing for the 49ers. Like he's he, just going through that transition, man. He's that metamorphosis is Every retired taking. quarterback has thought about that. <laughs> every retired player has thought about that. Yeah. I mean, that, there was probably like two or three times total in my entire retired life where I was sitting there, and it was always during the playoffs. It's never been regular seasons. It's during the playoffs. I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, ooh. I got one more. I got one more series in me. I got. I got one more series in me. You know. I might even stand up, get my stance, read it, like pointing it out. Like here we go. Why? 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 Why's off? Why's off? Why's off? Why's off? You know. Yeah. Here we go. I love it. I love it. I miss the old like just hearing defensive players like yell out things and make a big deal about it because right. like offensively like you didn't have to do like, too much what? and the defense is like. It's off. He stepped off the boys. He's motioning, motioning, like you gotta roll. Like they're like yelling yeah, at each other. Yeah. Like, hey man, what? Why are y'all yelling so loud? Combo, like, combo, just... combo. Banjo, banjo. <laughs> that's, play, that's it, play, was... play it, play it, play <laughs> it. Like every single time, Tap the coach is like, hey, we Tap gotta make sure two. we got these shifts and motions, you know, because it really messes up the defense. I'm like, they're right. Like these guys <laughs> on the other side, they start freaking out when you start moving guys around. Like, <laughs> well, let's be clear. It's just a simple the, across the formation motion the, for us to get truth. the guy where he needs to be. The truth of the matter is we know all the attention is on y'all. So we got to be loud and try to garner some attention. So when we're on, you know, yeah, when we're on. Yeah, that's it's all cute it is. is what it is. That's hold all on, it hold is. Hold on a second. That's really all hold it on is. A second. Do you really mimic playing a banjo while you're calling out banjo? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. have, yes. have you thought banjo. about that? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever looked at the signals, Jonas, for what, like, for Tampa 2, the defense would normally take their arms and make a T. Or, or, or tap their head. Tampa 2, Tampa. Tap, you, you uh, we were head a, tappers. You don't think that's a giveaway? Yeah. It doesn't or, matter. Or, <laughs> they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll be hollering out long. Tampa 2. <laughs> it'll be third and long, and they'll put their hand in the front of the face, and they'll be like, screen, screen. And we're like, yeah, yeah we know. Yeah, we can yeah, see screen. you guys doing that. <laughs> that screen right there. Yeah. Alert, draw, screen. Every time. Third third long. Alert, draw, screen. <laughs> draw, screen. <laughs> draw, screen. <laughs> we told you get the draw, screen. <laughs> Why'd I get 30 oh, yards? So just not even any thought to, like, let's be more discreet. Can we come up with something it's, better? It's, it's, football is not as scientific as people think it is. It's cool. like it is very, like, regimented. Literally, yeah. if you're playing oh, against a, a Andy Reid team back in the day, there's certain teams you know it's draw screen come third down. <laughs> playing a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, banjo it. You couldn't come Trust up with me, something dude. And that's, that's your coverage responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. The, the signal banjo can't be it. too complicated. Banjo, you know? come on. Oh, man. Well, I'm trying to. That was Tampa 2 2. 
That that right there, the oh, two the, two fists on the side. Who, of your was it head. Darius Miles that used Tampa to do two. that? The uh, the two fists on the side yeah, of the head. That was Tampa too. Oh, too. Okay. There's there's a few different like. Is that, the, is that a Q dog thing? What, what is well, that? Well, Q is the hooks. Yeah, that's the hooks. The hooks. Brady. That's the hooks. When you take the fists and 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 and, and touch them on your, your sides of your head, like their horns or something like that's, that's yeah. What's that's that? Two. That's Tampa two too. Yeah. That's a check oh, two. It's your Tampa two. It's a check two. Yeah, and the four one two we throw them up. And 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 there is a difference. There is a distinct difference between a regular cover two and a, and a Tampa two, oh, by yeah. the way. So, oh, yeah. The Tampa two was made uh, famous, obviously, by Coach Kiffin. And, you know, Kiffin he, then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll say Lovey's had the most success. Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really run Kiffin was game. the architect of it. You know, he, he ran it so well. I'll be honest with you. It was the most unfun defense to go up against because you're basically just throwing where the mic left. So the middle linebacker would run to the middle of the field. And it almost middle. plays yeah. out like, like post-high safety zone. But you, as a quarterback, you drop back and be like, we should be running the football. This is dumb. You know, check down to the running back. Yeah, because it's loose. That, that's well, all it that's is. The only, that's I the only void. Yeah, it's loose. Like, you're not, you're, we're not letting you get over top. Well, right. not, let me not say us, but a team like a, a, a Tampa <laughs> where you have Simeon Rice and and Warren Sapp and Booger McFarlane and, and then you got Chigi Okafor on, on one side of the – and then the linebacking core is it quarrels and, and, and Derek Brooks was like – he was a safety – and a linebacker's body that could play all those. He's like one of the greatest ever. But when you have that type of awareness and that type of personnel where you can get a rush with four guys, it's Tampa 2 is like oh, – That's great. Yeah. Because all you got to do is – you know the ball has to come out. So all you got to do is retreat to where your, your, your space is, your landmark is, and read the quarterback. Retreat, yeah, read football, the quarterback. Man. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> liked it. I, I remember the days of going up it. against like a, a Rex Ryan defense when he was in Baltimore, and you looked at some of the things he did with the Jets. You're like, holy crap, what are we going to do? This is awesome. <laughs> like, you got to figure it all out. You know, you got guys walking around. They all be like an overload blitz on the one side. You had no clue what they were doing. I right. just always waited for the crosser. Tampa yeah. two, second down. Passing down, like passing down. Okay, okay, bird, bird, bird. I drop, I get my drop back to that hook and just look like, okay, two went away. Is two coming? Is one coming back in on my side? Nope, he's gone. I just turn and look. Is somebody coming across? Are they coming across? I t- you know, this is how much the game has changed. Even if they didn't throw him the ball. If he came trotting through Cracked my zone, I effed him up <laughs> all the way up. Yeah, you get fined now oh, and, oh, and suspended I the mean, game. I mean, I'm talking my best decleters was not even a play that was a tackle. <laughs> it was it was somebody running through my zone in cover two, and I'm going to come up and bone him. That's that's what it was. That's definitely shut up. <laughs> shut up. No, no, that's yeah. that's a just, forearm. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, well, that's a football term now, but yeah. 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 It's not the one Jonas knows. Yeah, no, Jonas kind of looked weird. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. We got a major update in the NFL. For those of you that were wondering, how's Zach Wilson doing at practice? Mm. Apparently, he's doing really well because he is now second string for the New York. All right, second string. He's back up. All right. He's suiting up for this weekend's game against the Lions. Speaking of Lions, he's suiting up for this weekend's game. Now, do you want to hear Robert Sala explain the growth and development of Zach Wilson over the past couple of weeks? (laughs) Two weeks. At practice in November and into December. Here was the Jets head coach. 
he's been deliberate in, in his approach over the last three weeks. Uh, he's been holding himself accountable with regards to how he wants to attack practice, uh, how he's been performing in practice, going against our defense, which I think is a pretty good defense to go against, and uh, and working on all the different things that uh, we've been asking him to accomplish. Could you see him getting on the field again, or does Mike Kaplan get hurt for Zach? Um, yeah, I'm still I'm still in that same mindset, guys. With uh, with regards to Zach, he's uh, he's a very talented young man, very talented young man, and uh, um, we're in the business of developing guys. And so, obviously, I've said it before: this is Mike White's opportunity, and he's attacking the heck out of the opportunity, and he's doing a great job with it. But at the same time, we've still got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to develop Zach in the way we know to a spot where we know he's capable of getting to. All right, so I got to ask you guys a question: What happened in practice? <sighs> That led to Zach Wilson climbing up the depth chart in New York and now being the backup to Mike White after being inactive the last three games. Did you see the way Joe Flacco played when he came in? Uh, he's kind of a tough spot that he was put in. Buffalo was teeing yeah. off on them in kinda, that game. Yeah. Kind of interesting that he would use attack as as the, the word to explain what Mike White was doing with his opportunity because that's exactly what happened to him in that game. He, he got attacked. Yeah, he looked like a fish surrounded by sharks. Ooh, that's how that looked. Yeah, I mean, when he was now he was in a fetal position. Like, like it's very few times a guy gets hard, hit hard enough where they hit the ground and they go straight. You know, when you're in your most uh, painful state, you know what what position you go into? Fetal position. Fetal. Yeah. Yeah, and he was yeah. in it. So there you go. I, I, I hate hearing that clip. I hate the whole thing. I, I've told you guys since week one, or since the, the, that week one, whenever this started that you needed to play the kid. He, he's, he's not going to grow up. He's not going to mature through practice. Uh, there's nothing he's done during practice that has changed anything. All right? Like, bottom line. I, I just th- – this whole thing is so tough to listen to because you feel like he's just coddling him. He's, he's just coddling him to try to be the guy they're hoping he – come on, dude. Like, your whole locker room loves your starter. And you got to keep answering questions because you moved in the number two spot. You know, by the way, you, you could have had him be at number two the entire time where he was, quote unquote, benched. You could have still had him be number two and still gotten better in practice and all that stuff. Like, that's the thing that doesn't make sense about it. But what was the point? Just giving him what a, a mental break? I mean, I've heard reports of people behind the scenes said, oh, he's got the mental yips. Oh, the mental yips? Uh, what is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's having a hard time, you know, diagnosing coverage or defenses. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Well, he struggled as a rookie, and if you're saying he's struggling now, like, hey, maybe it's not the yips. Maybe he's just, you know, not going to be ready for this when you guys need him to be, or maybe he's not the guy. Like, they're so afraid to admit that, and and I think it's honestly it has a lot to do with like Joe Douglas being so afraid to admit that because he knows as good as he has built this roster, he's still going to be judged based on that selection. Because now the question will become, if you're Woody Johnson, right, if you're the owner of the Jets, now the conversation becomes, why would we entrust you with selecting the next quarterback if the last one you selected didn't work out? Or maybe that process is going to look a lot different this time around. That's how those conversations go, right? There's not too many general managers get, get multiple bites at the apple for who their quarterback's going to be as far as drafting. That's just the reality of it. So, you know, as good as he's done, and again, 
He's done a phenomenal job. I mean, they're to the point where they're still winning football team 13 games into the season. They've had offensive line issues. They've lost. They've got young guys stepping up. Sauce Gardner is playing as one of the best yes, quarterbacks in the league. I think he's DJ, rated the best, in fact, in terms right. of performance right now. Yeah, PFF yeah. and all yeah. that. Um, you look at DJ Reed. You look at some of these other players, like Carl Lawson. It is the addition that you didn't really get a year ago because of his injury. Now, now the addition that he's he's been to this team. They're a good football team. They've got, they've got a formula for success. So I don't get why they're just so afraid to say, yeah, we, we missed. We messed up. And, and I, you know, I, I work with Rick Spielman now, and obviously he was a longtime general manager for the yeah, Minnesota Vikings. good dude. Great dude. Yeah. And, and I, you know, heard him talking about, you know, drafting Christian Ponder and the conversations you have kind of along the way. And, and the interesting thing is sometimes, like, and I, t- I was talking with a former head coach last night, sometimes you know pretty quick. You, you just, you've got an idea of like, hey, there was a decision made, you took this player, but maybe that guy didn't have all the information or he wasn't around him enough, he was too close to it. And you step back, and once you get through training camp, once you get through that, you know, OTAs, you know, mini camp, training camp, you start to realize like, oh, we're, we're stuck with this for a couple of years until we can get through it. Unless all of a sudden something changes dramatically, like this is a tough spot. It happens all the time. Like that's, that's where I feel like they're at right now. Mm. And they don't want to admit it. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give Washington credit for this. They will put a quarterback in and take a quarterback out. I, I just look at it like this. I get it when you hire an employee that is a top-rated employee. You want to get a ROI on bringing that that top-rated employee into your into your fold. But if if you're if you're putting them out there to perform and their performance isn't up to par, and and it's so far off that you felt like you needed to not only take them off the field but deactivate that employee. Okay, maybe there are some instances where you could say that would have a, a profound impact on on that that employee and what their capabilities are. Maybe they're able to take a look in the mirror and take a step back and say, "I I do need to approach this differently." Like I, I can I can understand where Sal is coming from, in, in in regards to that. But let's just be real here. This is football. And you're in the meat of your season, and the season is on the line for you for all intents and purposes. And you went away from him. And one of the most turbulent moments of the season, instead of leaning into him and saying, you know what, you handled this incorrectly, but like, let's do better. Let's keep moving, moving forward, but let's let's do better moving you, forward. You right? know who else did that? Brian Flores with Tua. To Tua. Yanking him yeah. out of the lineup in road games he was trailing. It's kind of the same I'm thing. I'm just saying, and, and for what it's worth, that can have an impact on that player where the loss of belief could be profound in terms of what the results are that you get from that person. You want to talk about yips. Have a coach that you, you believe doesn't, doesn't believe in you. That, that is directly connected to what your situation is on that team that's 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 bad that's bad and he showed the whole entire football world or whoever's paying attention I don't trust you that's all that comes down to we all know the one thing about football that that I can tell you for certain the relationship between a player and a coach Q will you ever touch the field if that one element is missing as a player, between a player and a coach, if that coach doesn't trust you, where are you going to be? You're going to be on the bench. So you're going to be on that bench. 
Bottom line. And he t- he just told everybody in in the in the heat of the moment, in the, in the heart of the season, I don't trust you. So it's kind of hard to come back from that outside of having to deal with the growing pains of him growing as a head coach and him growing as as a quarterback in the league as a high draft pick and what are the results going to be because ultimately that's really all you have right now is to be able to prove it through showing it and that might be next season that might not even be this season that might be next season but until then you got to know that you're going to you're going to endure intense scrutiny over what the scenario and what the situation is by the way, do we have confirmation whether or not Mike White's ribs were broken during that game? I know there was some well, speculation well, during the game. I was just well, wondering. I don't know if it was speculation. I mean, I, I heard directly from one of the analysts that it was they were broken. Okay. So. That's what I was going with. I went with that what, yesterday, the day before. It's a crazy recovery for him. I mean, to yeah. come back and, and still, you know, be in line to start this game. I mean, with broken ribs. I mean, geez. Yeah. Shoot him up, baby. Yeah. Nova yeah. King, those things. The, the, the juice from the gods. <laughs> Yeah, but like when I when I did mine, like I just they usually did a local anesthetic, so it was just Novocaine, like just like you would in your teeth or that area. Yeah, they just they'd shoot you up in a couple spots, and you felt good. And then okay. they go on toward all you. Well, the problem was after that, then it was like, well, <laughs> here's the dangerous part: is if you break them worse, you probably or crack them worse or tear something cartilage and all that worse. You're getting poked, that's still going. Well, you're probably not really going to feel it as much. <laughs> that's the issue. Oh. But. I don't know. I just know. I've had I've had to get my toe localized and then they gave me the tortol and then I looked at everybody like it's yes. rock. <laughs> Let's do this. You ready? Let's do Are this. Are you ready? I'm ready. How'd it feel afterwards? Re- oh, four like, four like, hours later how'd like it feel? Like hell. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. Don't like, and I'm talking pain to the like, like a sheet, a light bed sheet touches your t- that that pain spot. You'd be like, man, just take my, just just end it here. Like, this, we're good here. Which toe was it? The big toe? It was my big toe. Oh yeah, you can't lose oh, that on one. On the left side. The pinky one. I feel like you they could have took without. it the way it felt after that tortoise wore off in that local. You know, I I pushed my my toenail all the way up into my nail bed. And and I played with that, and then they had to remove my entire toenail, and ah, that is ugh. a traumatic experience, Jesus. bro. Good morning, everybody. Good there you go. Yeah. They had to localize the the, the big toe, right? And then they took some pliers, literally took some pliers, put it under yeah. my toenail, broke the toenail, and then like took the broken pieces and pulled it out. Ugh. I was toenailless. Yeah, and when that local wore off, that too that hurt, was man. a very painful moment in my life as well. Yeah, there you go. So it isn't all glitz and glamour but being a, a, f- a football player. I'll tell you that being an athlete isn't always always pretty. You know, there, there, there are the moments like an ingrown toenail. I never had one, but I seen one, and that s is crazy. An ingrown toenail, crazy. Yeah, it's not that bad. Pop it out. No, not get when in you, there, dig it out. I've seen ingrown toenails where it was like impaling their toe. Well, listen, then you need to learn how to cut your toenails better. Cut them straight across. Don't don't dig too far into the side, and then go from there. That's wild, bro. Yeah. But pushing your toenail into your toe bit is pretty wild too. Yeah. Because it was like like the, the, the nail bit was like all this. It was just building up. Like it's just all this build up, And you're seeing it like swell up in your toe bit. And when they, they, they did that, it, I don't, all this stuff came out of it. And it was crazy, man, to see it. 
It's crazy. I don't know what was crazier, the, the pliers or the amount of stuff that was coming out when they removed the toenail from the toe bit. I think you showed us that video of that from the bus stop, like, of the injury. So I remember that. Uh, of that all that this. fluid coming yeah, up out of the, the, the area. Yeah, very good. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. We now turn it over to the great Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, friend of the program. Every Thursday is an Albert Breer day. Al, what's happening? How we feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I got home at about 2.30 last night. Uh, my plane was delayed because they didn't have life vests on board, so they had to take care of that. What? Even though we were, fly- we were flying from Dallas to Boston, so I don't know where we would have needed them. Mm, well, there's some lakes point. somewhere along the way. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Where'd they go? Yeah. Like, at what point, like, what plane I don't know. needs that, to that, use that, its life vest? Like, and it still works. I have works. no idea. All I know is they made the announcement, and then they came in with, like, a stack of them, like, an hour and a half later. We were sitting on the plane the whole time, and then we had to wait, like, another 45 minutes for paperwork, which... Apparently, they couldn't do while they were getting the life vest. So, one thing at a time, I guess. Let me, let me take a stab at this. The airline was American. <laughs> That's right. That's hey, right. There you go. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Before you badmouth American, all right, on national radio, United is still worse than American. You know what? Okay. I, I'll, I'll concur. Okay. I, I'm I mean, straight, Delta's above I'm straight Delta. Too, but I'm straight Delta. American's but not remember, as bad as United. But remember, some of those American planes are just U.S. airplanes with a paint job now. Mm, so, yeah. And those who those people who are old enough to have been around when U.S. Air was there, that was Whoa. like that, that was like the 66 Green Bay Packers of that era. <laughs> with a broken toe. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Delta. Uh, um, Go Delta. Uh, Albert, can I got to ask you, this Odell Beckham Jr. stuff, when's this going to be over? Like, now Jerry Jones is stirring Please. it up again. When is this going to be over, man? What's Please the plan end. here? Please end. I mean, I hope soon. It's really kind of up to him um, and what he wants to do. And, you know, I know that there were some people turned off by, um, you know, his whole stance the regular season doesn't matter because, you know, these teams have locker rooms full of guys who are fighting through all kinds of different things right now just to get their teams in the playoffs, you know. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, look, his knee has been an issue. There's no question. The first surgery wasn't successful. Um, and, you know, I, I think I've said this to you guys over the last few weeks. Moran signed him. They thought it was a ticking time bomb. They hoped they could get him to the finish line. They almost made it. The knee blew up in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I, I think everybody can understand if he wants to be cautious with it, but then to go through with the tour and say some of the things he's saying, I, I, I know that's turned some people off. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, I think the interesting part is going to be whether or not Dallas or somebody else brings him in on his terms and, um, does what he wants, which it sounds like 
he wants another year tacked onto the deal, um, some guaranteed money in there, and only play in the playoffs. We'll see yeah. if he backs off of that because that seems like, you know, a pretty heavy demand for a guy who, <laughs> you know, hasn't played much football over the last couple of years. Well, and has all the medical issues he's got. I mean, uh, T.Y. Hilton gets signed. Cole Beasley gets signed. Right. I mean, I, well, and, I, that, I, and that says everything, Brady. That says everything, doesn't it? I mean, even the yeah. Chiefs. The Chiefs won yeah. got Kadarius Tony while they were still in this. You know, I, I think what it tells you is these teams look at Odell and it's like, oh, we love him as a player when he's healthy, but we have no idea if he's going to be able to get back there by the yeah. end of the year. So if we're even going to, if we want to bring in a receiver as an insurance policy, then this isn't the guy to do it with because what you get from him may just be a bonus to whatever you're getting from everybody else. I, I want to switch gears, uh, thankfully, and get off this subject and go to the Cardinals, only because with the injury now to Kyler Murray, uh, their season, which probably had any you know small shot of them making the playoffs before the injury, now has no shot. And their general manager, Steve Kime, <clears throat> has checked himself in to get some additional help for some things that he's been battling for a while now. Where's this team at? I mean, are you expecting some big changes this offseason? Is Michael Bidwell going to be patient with this whole process? Everything I've heard, Brady, is that the organization's a mess right now. And, um, you know, I, 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 I have a hard time seeing what the, where, where they're going to find real direction here without making major changes. And Cliff's got five years left on his contract. Does he even want to be there anymore? after, you know, the things that he's had to deal with. Obviously, I mean, you alluded to it, the Steve Kime thing isn't new for the people the people inside the organization, so that's there. And, um, you know, I, I sort of wonder, if you look at the history of the owner, right, like, and you look back and say, okay, what has he done in the past in situations where things have gone the wrong way? He's almost never cleaned house. Like, when they fired Rod Graves and Ken Wisenhunt, they elevated Steve Kime, and then they hired Bruce Arians. Um, and they've had time in place for the last couple of coaches, so they've never really blown the whole thing up. So, you know, I wonder if maybe the move here for them is to put, like, an Adrian Wilson in charge. So Adrian Wilson, you know, obviously was a great player for the organization, is well thought of as a leader, works in their personnel department, and knows where all the bodies are buried, you know, like knows everything about the organization. And so, like, to me, I, you know, I, I think – there's no way – I think they're past the point of making cosmetic changes and thinking that there's going to be some sort of magic elixir that they're going to find that's going to fix everything that's gone wrong in the building. Um, so I, I've said this to you guys over the last, I think, month or so, that uh, like it, Michael Bidwell's history isn't to eat people's contracts and write checks and, you know – like just keep turning the organization over completely. But I think what's going on there right now, um, you know, certainly Monday night, the kind thing, the Kyler thing, even Kyler before the injury, I think it certainly begs for major, major change. Oh, change. All right. Let's, let's switch to, to Baltimore. Um, yeah. What's, what's the latest with, what's going on with Lamar like what are what are the feelings in in Baltimore right now AB well I think Tyler Holly's gonna start on Saturday night and I think they're um or Saturday afternoon I, I think they're their feeling right now is let's just get into the tournament and if we can get into the tournament and we can get we can get Lamar healthy we've got a shot um now beyond that like you know I 
obviously there's the bigger box question of what do you do about Lamar and his mm-hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I think they're they're going to franchise him, and you know, I the Ravens have been fairly steadfast in in saying we're not giving him a fully guaranteed contract. And if you guys remember a few months ago, this really boiled down to a staring contest between player and team. The team was willing to pay him, but they wanted to give him a conventional quarterback contract, and he wanted the sort of groundbreaking deal that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland. And so um, will the injury change Lamar's outlook on all of this? I don't know. Will the, would the Ravens consider trading him? If someone comes along with a godfather offer and is willing to do what Cleveland did in attaching to that godfather offer a fully guaranteed contract, I mean, if Lamar gets wind of something like that, he doesn't have the exclusive tag on him, you know, I guess anything's possible. But I still think the goal for everybody right now there is to have a healthy Lamar Jackson in the playoffs and then work out a long-term extension after the year. Uh, you know, I think we've seen over the last six or seven months how complicated that can get. Mm. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Albert, uh, come this time next year, where's Sean Payton? Um, I mean, I think he'd like to be on the West Coast. I know a lot of people speculated on the Chargers. Um, yeah, I, I think Brandon Stokely's got a lot on the line over the last four weeks of the year. Um, and I think a big piece of that is trying to maximize what they have in Justin Herbert. Um, they have him under a rookie contract still, but either this offseason or next offseason, they're going to have to pay him. And once you pay a guy, the dynamic changes a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I, I think part of the deal with Sean Payton is sort of ties to what's going to happen with the Chargers in Los Angeles and whether or not Brandon Stokely can do enough to convince the, the, the Spanos is not to engage with Peyton. You know, outside of the Chargers, if the Broncos were to make a change, I think they'd probably make a run at him. I don't know if he'd want to work with Russell Wilson. Obviously, the Saints thing has been floating out there for a couple of weeks. What do you consider that? Um, I really think with Sean, the two things are going to be geography and quarterback. And I, I know he likes living in Los Angeles. He's living there now. Um, and the idea of being on the West Coast appealed to him. And you know, obviously, that makes the the, the the Chargers the easiest destination when you're when you're looking at potential suitors. I, I would not rule out the idea that he could sit another year because I do think he's enjoying what he's doing right now. And unless the situation is is perfect for him, I could see. Now, I think he's going to coach again. I don't think he's done for good, but you know, unless there's a perfect situation out there, I could see him continuing to live a pretty comfortable life for another year. Albert, I want to ask about the Colts situation there and just Jeff Saturday. I mean, obviously, after that first win, it nothing's really been uphill since. Do you get the uh, the idea that maybe there's a chance that Jim Irsay is going to open this thing up to a wider coaching search? I mean, that's at least how I felt when I heard the news of them poking around Jim Harbaugh when he was in town for the Big Ten championship game. Or do you feel like it's Jeff Saturday's right. job if he wants it? Yeah, you know, Brady, I think – this is going to become about whether or not he can sell it to his fan base. Um, you know, I, I think he wants to do it. You know, I think, I think he wants to do it, and he wants to build a strong staff around Jeff Saturday, and he wants to get the quarterback position finally settled one way or the other, which was, I think, kind of hanging over everything with Frank Reich um, at the end, and it's been hanging over some of the decision-making they've made over the last few months. Um, you know, I, 
I, I think if they collapse down the stretch, it becomes harder. And remember, they do have to open this up. You know, because of the Rooney rule, they have to run it like a full and thorough process or at least give the appearance of it. So, you know, I think if it's not Saturday, then I think for Ursay it's about not being able to sell Jeff Saturday to that fan base. And that's where I think the idea of Jim Harbaugh comes in because he's somebody you can sell to the fan base because his name's up in the ring of honor. And because, you know, he obviously has a lot of cachet in that organization. And, you know, weird as the end was for Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, he had a hell of a record there. He's 44 and 19. There are very few coaches who have the winning percentage that he had as an NFL head coach. So I, I think this is one of those where, like, Jim Irsay really likes the idea of being the guy who found Jeff Saturday and the guy who did something a little bit different, the guy who innovated. Um, but, you know, this is going to be about whether or not he can continue to sell Jeff Saturday um, to his fan base, to his locker room, to the people in his organization. And I think the next four weeks are going to determine whether or not he can go forward with that. Uh, A.B., my last question for you, and, and you're speaking on Irsay, it came out, the report came out that he's not – ready to say ousting Dan Snyder as the owner of, of yep. the team. What what are the latest developments with, with all of that? Because it seems like it gets quiet, then it flares back up, and then it gets quiet again, and then it flares back sure. up. Sounds like a, a, a pattern forming here. What what What's the latest on it? Yeah, I mean, I, they're all sort of under gag order is, is what it is. You know, the, the commissioner told them after Ursay, um, after Ursay, um, said what he said in October at that meeting in New York. Um, you know, Goodell basically like said to the owners, "Trust us. We're going to make sure we get to the right result here. Trust Mary Jo White's investigation, and, and trust that like one way or the other, we're going to find the right way to get closure on this entire thing." And I think the other owners trust Goodell. I think they still don't trust Snyder. And so Bank of America has started the, the process of, um, you know, sending, uh, sending stuff out to, to potential bidders, confidential inf- information on the organization. And I, I, the one thing that I sort of came across, LeVar, um, when I was in Dallas at the owners' meeting this week, there are some people who still think that, um, or that, that Snyder's going to play Lucy and pull the football away from, from everybody at the very end. And keep and the team. A, and keep the team and, 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 set, and set a and set a price that's like way too high that nobody's going to match. And that magic number, you hear the number a lot, is seven billion. Which oh my god! Sounds, which sounds like an interesting number. Maybe they could get there. Here's the problem: if you're a bidder, right? That's one of the lowest revenue organizations in the league. So if you buy the team, you've got to fix that, right? And then you've probably got to invest another couple billion in building a stadium. So while the franchise might eventually be worth that, and that might eventually look like a good price, it's going to take billions and billions of dollars of investment on top of the price you pay for the team to get the organization right. And so if Snyder says seven billion or bust, and you know Matt Ishbia is the the Josh Harris's, maybe the Jeff Bezos's. Although I think some people think that Bezos is sort of just a stalking horse here, um, and I might look at that and say, yeah, the organization may be worth that in the end, but I can't pay that if I'm going to have to invest way more into it 
to fix the, the mess you created, so I'm out. Mm. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because I think after we get past the first of the year, the thing starts to heat up, and then you know we figure out what the asking price is, and you know maybe then we see how motivated a seller Snyder really is. My God. I uh, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Uh, obviously, we've got a couple of weeks left to the big game, Albert, so I'm not even going to try and you know throw a random number at you, like whether or not Ohio State and Georgia are going to score more than 62.5 points. I'm not going to do that to you here. <laughs> we'll never do that. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just, we'll, so. we'll, just try to, we'll, we'll just try to keep it competitive. How about that? Yeah, listen, just yeah. Do, do what you can. So what, you don't have any faith? Yeah, come on, Albert. Come on, Albert. I'm just... I mean, Brady, I feel like i got to take kind of a low profile now. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, the goal is to get to the playoff, you know? I mean, you're there. Well, hold on. You don't want to try to have a rematch versus Michigan? Oh, I do. No, 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 I do. I do. I do. I'm just going to kind of keep a low profile about it, you know? Okay. I mean, wouldn't you totally redeem yourself if you did? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, you know. Some people planted flags and thought they wouldn't have to answer for it for a year. Maybe they'll yeah, have to answer for it Or thought you we'll could see. plant a flag in an artificial turf field. Some people thought that. <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. it yeah. snuck up out of there. That venom snuck up yeah. out of there. I heard it. <laughs> yes, he I heard it, A.B. Yeah, yes, I liked it. I sure hope did. they rematched. It sure did. Uh, yeah. Albert, we appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, There he is, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.